What's up, passionate DJs? It is the month of October, at least for a few more days when this gets published. And what that means for Passionate DJ is that our annual special is on. That's right, our midnight edition of our Passionate DJ Classic Logo Tee, just like we sell every year, is now on sale. You can get it at passionatedj.com slash merch. It shows our classic logo in that black on black style or almost black on black style that's why we call it midnight edition you know fan favorite we offer this every year and we're also doing for the first time ever uh, our current our modern logo version of the midnight merch so whichever one is your favorite or if you like uh, either or both go check it out at passionatedj.com merch also, if you're just now hearing about the Midnight Merch for the first time, fear not, because we're actually, for the first time, also extending this special until the end of the year. That's going to be our 2020 special. So if you're hearing this and you're saying, ah, it's November already, no worries. Go hit up passionatedj.com merch and get yours now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I am, of course, your host, David Michael. I'm here with the one and only Tony DeSero. What's up, buddy? What's, how's it going, man? How's it going? Man? We've got a lot to talk about. Hey, hey, I just Oops, you sank yeah. down. <laughs> we almost lost you behind yeah. the booth. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, you've, been, uh, you've got some exciting and interesting stories to share, um, especially considering all the things that have been going on during 2020, where mm-hmm. it didn't seem like that we, we were going to have the same kind of stories from Tony as normal because <laughs> events weren't happening. Happening. So uh, obviously we have a lot to talk about there. I do want to mention um, it is October. And so just like we do every October, we've got our Midnight Edition shirts available. I can't wait to get a new one. So yeah, me too. I, I want to get the new one. I haven't even seen it yet. So oh, wow. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for it. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, also, the other thing I want to talk about uh, real quick before we get started, our main topic is uh, obviously Twitch. We've been messing around with Twitch quite oh. a bit, uh, doing some Twitch events. We recently had uh, DJ Access on, which was a lot of fun, Um, and we plan on doing a lot more Twitch events, so you should go to twitch.tv forward slash passionate DJ. We're kind of getting a bit of a Wednesday vibe going, um, but we're we're playing with that schedule a little bit, trying different things, so uh, go go follow it and turn on your notifications so that you can uh, catch when we do cool live music-y things. Um, I'm excited to build that for the winter time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really going to be something just to keep us in that musical <laughs> spirit and vibe being of, of being DJs. <laughs> right, right. We're we're really trying to bring that uh, to ourselves and to you guys because we know that this this year especially has been has been really rough for that and, and for those of you who uh, you know build connections through music and and, and music communities. So it'll we hope fun. to be that for you. It'll be a fun community. A um, couple things that we have coming up pretty soon. Um, we're actually going to be talking to an author. Or actually, I had had a conversation with an author. Her name is Nina, and uh, I'm going to be having a follow-up conversation with her. She's an, uh, an author, and she writes romance novels, uh, which I know is kind of a weird uh, choice for a guest for us. But the reason that she came on this show was because uh, one of the novels that she uh, it, it either has published or is like imminently publishing like this month. Um, she writes romance novels, but the main character is like a, a festival headlining DJ okay, type. Cool. And she's like, I don't really know anything about that. And so she reached out to me like, David, can you just help me like understand, like, am I saying anything that doesn't make sense as it relates to DJs and, and how should I build this persona and, and stuff like that? So we talked for 30 or 40 minutes about that over Skype. 
and that was several months ago. And then uh, since then, the book has been written and and published. So uh, basically, I want to have a follow up conversation with her and bring her back on the show, and we'll make that kind of a two parter thing, you nice, know, in, in yeah. one show. Um, you know, was was our conversation helpful at all, or did you take it a different direction? You know, and and uh, what did you learn about DJing, if so anything, one through of the this main process? Characters was a festival DJ. Yes. Was it the female or the male? Do you know? I think it was a male DJ, but I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Nice. Um, and and I know nothing about the storyline or or anything, but uh, I, I thought it would be kind of fascinating to share uh, with the podcast audience, kind of, you know, an, an outside perspective of I I don't really know anything about DJing, but I want to create this character. There so he was. what questions do I have? Walking up the stairs, <laughs> one flight to be exact. He steps up to the tables. <laughs> And then the, uh, so yeah, that'll be a fun conversation to bring yeah. her back on and, and talk about that and just kind of, uh, you know, she got into our head and now we're going to get into her head and figure out how she used that information to, to build her character, her DJ character. Right. Uh, so that's coming soon. We've also been doing lots of cool hardware related stuff, um, you know, stuff uh, surrounding the CDJ 3000. Um, I actually have uh, some SE 6000 related stuff coming soon. We're yeah, we're doing all kinds of fun hardware stuff. So the place to go for that would be our YouTube channel. So hit up YouTube.com/slash/passionatedj uh, for reviews, unboxings, comparisons. Um, sometimes us just playing around with the gear and saying what we like and don't like. Um, and then just in the realm of announcements, general DJ announcements. Obviously, Pioneer released the S11, uh, the Pioneer DJM S11. Um, and I should have like brought something out or printed something out with all the specs and stuff, but uh, yeah, it's it's basically like a direct competitor to the uh, Rain 72, which is what DJ Access was playing on, mm-hmm. uh, the Mark II version of that. Okay. Uh, so it's it, it's kind of cool to see these like battle mixer battles. <laughs> My <laughs> first know. impression of the whole scenario was it's uh, most DJs I feel that that play on a two-channel mixer is geared more towards hip-hop and there's Mm -hmm. just so much going on that i feel that that those djs are doing things so quick it's just it's just too much it's way too much so you think you think like the modern battle mixers are getting too carried away like feature-wise how many effects are on there like 22 or something crazy zillion yeah and and looking at the screen and, and different ways to engage effects yeah it's um i mean the, the tricks are getting quicker and more uh, more thought out anyway. So, I mean, I, I can see it in the pads and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, when I played top 40 in a club and I was just on two turntables and a mixer, like I couldn't imagine going in and <laughs> 22 different effects and <laughs> echoing out and spinning back and scratching and, and just doing all. Like there's just yeah. so much for... It's almost like these super fancy battle mixers are great in the right hands, but mm-hmm. that pool of DJs is like a but sliver. I, but I also <laughs> watch, you know, I watch these kids play Fortnite on a keyboard okay. and a mouse, and they're building a house and shooting and firing, and it's just <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Patting your head rubbing maybe your Maybe I'm just old as shit, and the, younger <laughs> gen- and the younger generations are way quicker, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, is this just to get off my lawn moment? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, something that, that is kind of cool that is that is coming back and having a renaissance um, is this drive-in thing. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I would really like to talk about that yeah, because yeah. 
I guess where should we start? I guess maybe talk about what the event actually is okay. and what it's like to be there to attend one. Um, to attend, I can't give you the full explanation because I only I take my scooter out every now and then to see. But it's um, so. I mean, I guess we'll start with buying tickets online. Okay, so you buy a ticket and you you have behind front of house you have general admission. And then you have in front of front of house, you have VIP left, VIP middle, VIP right. And then in front of VIP, you have front lane. Okay. Okay. So when you go to buy your ticket, obviously your your ticket is going to depend on what your spot, what your area is. And it's, let's just say front row for a show is $400, but that's for four people. Oh, okay. Okay, so your car is four per car, unless you have an SUV. If you have an SUV, your ticket would still be $400, but whatever the general admission ticket price is per person, whatever it, it, it uh, divides into, okay. it could be 35 a person, whatever the case may be. You just add $35, however many extra people. Gotcha, yeah. So if you have six people in a car, it's your 400 and then $35 per extra person, if okay. that's the general admission ticket price. So that's how you... You buy your ticket, and every show varies in ticket price, obviously. Um, you get your ticket online. Um, our location, we were fortunate enough, one of the owners of our company um, has the relations with a lot of people in different real estate properties in Columbus. And there's okay. a mall called the Westland Mall, um, which is right off of 270, that's been an empty mall for over 10 years um they do a i think they do a gun and knife show in there once a month and one of the what used to be uh retail stores i don't know if it was a sears jc penny whatever um but other than that it's completely empty so the parking lot that's behind the mall they airbrushed or not airbrushed <laughs> <laughs> that take a long fucking time no they uh they spray painted all new spots Okay. And the spots are double wide. So you pull your car into your spot and okay. you still have an empty car space next to you. Gotcha. And then you have your three foot emergency or your six foot emergency area, then your next space. Okay. So you can pull into your space, get out and have a whole nother car space okay. for everybody in your car to get out and sit in your lawn chairs, to stand up, to sit in the back of your truck if it's a truck, um, and, and watch the show. Uh, when you get out of your car, you have to have a mask on. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's really... So the, and for those of you watching the YouTube version, we had a visitor. You might see our studio dog, <laughs> Colin, here visiting. Um, hey, buddy. What's up, dooder? Uh, so where does the sound come from? Is it coming from the individual cars or do you have a rig? So we have a rig. Okay. Um, the rig is half, maybe less than half of what we normally use for our festival sound. So instead of okay. 32 or 64 18s across the front, we have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think we have eight double 18 cabinets. So is we that, have 16 double 18s. Is that primarily to keep the noise complaints down? Because you might be in more. It's outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, outdoors. it's outdoors. And, and we've had 
some noise complaints, not a bunch, you know. Um, but our syst- like we don't normally turn the system up. Okay. Until the headliner comes on. I mean, it's at a it's at a decent level, but I get so many texts when I'm on stage, like, "Hey, could you turn the sound up? Can you <laughs> tell the sound guy to turn it up?" But yeah, I mean, and you we would just, love to, I'm sure. <laughs> absolutely, we'd love to get it louder, you know. But we just being outside, we just we just can't. And it's also FM transmitted to the car, okay. So, so you can you get can in your car either. and you can yeah, and you can listen. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty real time or is there a lag? There's a small lag it like between be. the system and everybody's car yeah. you know it's not just sending that one signal and everybody's getting that signal at that time because there's a lag through all of you it, know what's but. funny about that is it might be better for the people that mm-hmm. are further back mm-hmm. because that delay is that latency is reduced versus what it would be if they were just hearing that right sound up front, delay. right but well if they're up front so if you get the front two lanes and even vip middle you're still feeling and hearing a fest a, a festival sound. You're not okay. like feeling it per se, but it's it's there. You know, it's it's, it's uh, not nothing. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 good quality sound. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, the delay is that's another complaint that I hear from people. Not really a complaint, but you know, they do say the delay because when they're outside of the car and you have other cars around you that have their systems cranked mm. up, and then you're hearing it from the stage, and then. Two seconds later, you're hearing it right here, kind of. So it's kind of like the problem you have at, at any multi-stage festival, except they're all playing the same song. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Instead of different ones. Uh, yeah, that reminds me of movement in particular. They've rearranged oh, those man. stages several times yes, to reduce they that. Have. But. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we the R&B shows, all the shows are different. We do, we've done country, we've done R&B, we've oh, done interesting. EDM. So it's not um, just car raves. No. Okay. No. We've um it's been pretty diverse. We had um when you're talking like concerts, not just DJs? Oh, like full, live yeah, performances. Yeah, live performances. Nice. Yeah. The uh we so Quincy ninety two and Chelsea Cutler are pop ish. Um they sold out they they sold out in twenty seven minutes and they're <laughs> yeah. Then we did the next show with them on a Sunday, which almost sold out again. We did wow. uh, yeah six fifty on the Saturday and then Sunday we did like six hundred cars. Um, we did uh, Smith and Myers, which are the two main guys of the band Shine Down. Okay, they do an amazing, amazing acoustic. Oh, okay, amazing. like, like singer songwriter kind yes. of thing. Yes, phenomenal. Um, do they do Shine Down songs or is it an independent? They do a couple Shine Down songs. Okay, uh huh. Um, they do a couple Shine Down songs. Um, most of Smith and Meyer stuff, and they do a couple covers too, which were fun. They did like Phil Collins in the air. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty like amazing. Um, uh, um, what's his name? Brett, I think. Yeah, Brett. Brett Smith. Brett Smith and Zach Myers. Brett Smith, his voice is so strong. Yeah. Like even talking, it's. <laughs> and they were the most amazing guys. You know, coming up during sound check, thanking us for everything. During the break of Brett, when he comes off stage, he came up to us over at Monitor World. You know, it was Bobby and Scott and myself, and was just like, you know, you guys doing good. Thank you for everything you've done. Oh, and I'm just cool. like blown away because they're probably the biggest act that we've had as far as a world stage is concerned. Gotcha. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, they were just amazing guys, man. Amazing. Highly impressed. 
Um, we did Chase Rice, which was country. Um, music Soul Child and Raheem Devon, which is R&B. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just did um, Montel Jordan and Carl Thomas. <laughs> Montel Jordan kills me. Uh-huh. That's so awesome. When you posted <laughs> that picture on Facebook, me and my wife were, and were both just like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> like, what I would give to have that photo. Man, and, and, I, and I'll tell you what, like, he – he pulled up and it was it was his driver and just him and his wife. Yeah. No security guards, no nothing. They pulled up to the back of the stage. He came up and that was really the only his his show was the only part that we had a small little issue with because mm. his file was sent to us via Dropbox and it was his file, his audio is embedded with his video. So okay. so it was a track show and all of that was done at at front of house because front of house is where our video wall is being ran from, but our front of house sound and monitor is all being ran from stage, which normally front of house sound is with front of house lights, video and everything up front, right? Mixing the main sound. So when they sent it, they had to reformat the whole file and it was going to take 90 minutes. And we only had maybe 15 more minutes before doors to get him a sound check in. So he, we got the, um, this is how we do it. We mm-hmm. got that downloaded. We got it, tra- um, we got it, the file fixed and everything. He got to do his sound check, left, came back. And right before his, right before his set, his intro, he's got Flavor Flav doing this big long intro. <laughs> and he was standing in Monitor World with us. And then when they hit play, it was just like, it sounded like oh, no. way too slow <laughs> and everybody was just kind of like looking at each other and then it stopped and then about a minute went by and a minute feels like 45 minutes to us because we're back there shitting our pants like ah, come yeah. on man so please work please work um and then they started again and it did the same thing and we're just at this moment we're just like oh oh man oh man and he's on the side of the stage and he hasn't walked out yet and he's he said, I swear it's not me. I'm not the devil, but I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> and it was just he just took it real good, you know. That's cool. And then when he got out on stage, started everything was going good, then it stopped. And then, <laughs> and he's just standing on stage, and he's like, "All right, front of house." He's like, "I'm going to stand on the stage and stare at you awkwardly until we get this right." <laughs> and he just he went into like stand up. Yeah, mode. and he was just like, <laughs> just joking around, you know. And it finally worked, and it just he. Really good, really good. That's so um, great. That's a professional right there. Exactly. Most yeah. people would have just, you know, thrown their hands up and walked off stage and, yeah. you know, well, just yelled at us Especially, or like, I mean, you've heard, I've heard from you a lot of stories of hip-hop artists specifically mm-hmm. having that kind of, fuck this, yeah. you know, walk out, mm-hmm. almost diva-like yeah. thing. So, that yeah, that's really cool that it was yeah. not like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, um... He was really, really fun to work with. And, you know, me growing up in the club era in the 90s and DJing Top 40, that, and I mean, even till still to this day, that's probably one of the top 10 most known club bangers. You know what yeah. I mean? From 1990 until now. Everybody knows that song. And um, it, it was just really cool to work with him, you yeah. know? And uh, another cool thing is the guys with some of the guys at PSG didn't know about the song. I'm like, well, they said, how many renditions did he do of it? I'm like, well, I don't know if you know this, but that song was a slick Rick song called children's story. (laughs) And he's just like, wait a minute, what? 
So I played it for him on YouTube. He's like, oh, my God, no way. And I know this song. I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. And that's when everybody, you know, it, it was just, it was awesome. And it even, was really, really cool trip down memory yeah, lane for me. Yeah. And, and even Montel came out with a bunch of remixes of mm-hmm. that. I mean, there's like more R&B, not less party, more, mm-hmm. a little closer to baby making music. Yep. This is how it's <laughs> Friday. Just a little snappy, you know, yep. slowed down the tempo a little bit. And I think I've got a few of the remixes here on Wax somewhere. That was but. the first one that he did. And then... He did two more songs, and he did the Slick Rick version, and then he did one more song, and then he did the final This Is How We Do It. Oh, that's cool. But he only played for 30 minutes. He was actually direct support for Carl Thomas, which I didn't know who Carl Thomas was because I haven't really dug into R&B probably since the mid to late 90s, since like Jodeci and 112 <laughs> and that whole era, you know, because I got so into techno and electronic music that I just lost touch with everything r&b and top 40 and rock and just yeah. any anything radio play um but i i was highly impressed by that guy too like holy moly like, that's awesome yeah um i wonder so because you well first of all have you been doing the the more typical for uh, for you and psg the more typical like edm and dj acts and stuff as well you know we we have i mean we've stuck to our our, our edm we have um we had res Okay. We had um, a guy Subtronics, which is a bass-heavy DJ. We had um, Peekaboo, which is bass-heavy. Um, who do we have coming up? Major Laser, which is like Diplo and his mm-hmm. crew, um, and Nightmare and Ghastly, which is our our typical haunted fest that we do every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we're doing it drive-in style. Oh, that'll be cool. Um. And then we just announced two days ago, because um, we had that Friday open for Halloween weekend. So it was Thursday, Major Laser open Friday, and then Saturday was was Haunted Fest with Nightmare. But we just announced Bone Thugs and Harmony and oh. Twista oh, on that goodness. Friday night. Oh my goodness! On the thirtieth. Yeah. All right, I might have to go to that. One. Oh man, you, <laughs> absolutely you that's should. That's right man. up my alley. Absolutely you should. All right, all I got right. you, man. I got you. You'll be on my guest list. Cool. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds. Um, and I've, you know, it, it's cool because uh, again, I've, I've had some friends that want to get out and come to them, you know, so it just, it's, it's a cool night out. You know, for as long as I've lived in Ohio, I've never seen Bone Thugs live. Really? It's you didn't come to the, la- when we did Land of Illusion? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. I wasn't there. What is that, dude? I know. <laughs> I, I did sucks, that. Man. I did the nineties fest with them. Um, and that was in Columbus. I've missed it every time. Wow. Well, I know. It sucks, man. I've been a fan since, you know, since Crossroads and all that. Right. So yeah. I was a teenager, young teenager. Friday, October 30th. Make no plans because you are coming. All right. That sounds fun. You're man. not backing out. <laughs> I'm not letting you that back out. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, so, but there's been a lot of focus on live sound. So, And I, I know that you're not exactly new to that either. You've had to, especially with hybrid setups and stuff, you've had to do that a lot. But... Mm-hmm. Have you had to like adjust or learn anything new for doing these kind of setups? I mean, what what would I not think of until um, I'm sitting in front of it? On these runs, I've learned a lot because typically when I'm a stage manager, um, I'm not hooking up anything other than the DJ gear. Okay. Um, I'm centrally located in one spot for well, the most part. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the most part, yeah. But you have, excuse me, you have audio, video, lighting, you know, like 
the way those cables are ran, the way yeah. that those Edison cables are ran, like, you know, all of that stuff. And, and, and thankfully, Scott, which is who I worked with Scott during Breakaway a few years ago. He was on a run with us. And um, I got along really good and, and love Scott to death, man. He's very, very smart individual in the, in the whole audience, just in the whole world in general. Um, and he, when, when COVID hit, Okay, because he was he was on he was on tour. He was front of house guy for Bruno Mars twenty four carat tour, okay. right? And when COVID hit and they canceled Ultra, he was the first person that I hit up. Like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> and he said, um, I, he's like, it's serious. He said, I know that Live Nation took everything off of the books until fall of twenty twenty one, and that was pre COVID, mm-hmm. you know, or not pre COVID. That was when when Ultra shut down and everything started shutting down after that. Um, yeah, they all just start falling like dominoes. Yeah. yeah, and Scott is our monitoring front of house engineer right now for like all of this. He's our audio, audio everything guy. Um, and I, I mean, when I got to the site before the stage was built, he was rigging. So he was up on the scaff, rigging scaff. You know, <laughs> he helped hung lights. He helped hang video wall. Um, you know, I learned how to um, daisy chain all the video wall, all the different cables. I've learned how to, you know, strike all of the all of the wedges, all of the live instruments, the drums. Because normally when we do changeovers, you know, because I'm not really a big live instrument guy and knowing much, I would always kind of be afraid to step up to a drum kit that's mic'd mm. and you know, pull the wrong cables out and fuck something up. Right. Suddenly there's no kick drum. Or right. Because I mean, because it's all changeover, you know, yeah. what do I unplug? What do I plug? Now I know all that stuff, you know, it, it, it's, it, that's cool. How all of that starts to work. And that's, you know, because there's not a big, huge budget to have stage hands, to have, you know, okay. a monitoring world guy and a front of house guy. And, you know, all of these other people that, so when we do festivals, we hire stage hands, we hire union hands, right? And they know all that stuff because they do all yeah. of the arena tours. They do all that stuff. They know, Hey, you need to unplug this row of lights. They need to move forward. They know which plug to unplug first, because if not, it fucks the whole chain up, you know, like they normally do all that. And I manage that timing. Yeah. Right. To right. get that done and to make sure that changeover happens He's properly. <laughs> yes. You know, so one thing that I did learn, and it's not one thing, it's a lot of things during all this is all of that stuff. Okay. So it's not necessarily that there's much that's different about the setup for these kind of shows, but you've had to get more involved mm-hmm. yourself because there's less uh, labor to go around. Yes. More grassroots. Yes. Um, which is, which is awesome. You know, and I, I, I like, is that because um, there's a limited attendance situation, so you can only get so many tickets? Um, the, so there's 650 spots. Oh, that's pretty good. It's a sellout. So you multiply that times four because there's four in a car. I didn't realize that. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Wow. It's like I was thinking almost, like 150 cars or almost something. Three, so. Well, the, our average has been, other than the, the Quinn 92 and the Chelsea Cutler show, um, the average has been low-scale a hundred cars, mid scale, 300 cars. Um, and then Quinn just jumped up to 600. Like he's the only one that packed. 
okay. that whole area. Wow. Um, which it still looks good. And if you, you know, you take 300 cars, it's still like 1,200 people. Yeah. You know, it's a good amount of people. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I have to ask, how uh, has enforcement been? Um, all the COVID rules and how crazy do you guys have to be about it? How much are people giving a shit? What's, what's people, that? I mean, people are giving a shit. So backstage, there's no backstage. There's Bobby, which Bobby is my assistant. You know, you have Scott, which is audio. You have Nate, which is our production manager. Jeremy, which is down below the stage, which is running the iMag walls on the side that's running the ads and all that. Okay. And then you have the girl at front of house that's running all of our um, lighting and video wall. Okay. Okay. So that's everything stage. And there we're the only people that are in and around the stage at okay. all times. You don't have... You don't have these entourages and shit. No, no entourage. <laughs> like they'll come up with a manager yeah. and maybe a wife or something like that. But when you're on stage, if you're not performing, you have to wear a mask at all times. Okay. Um, if you're, you know, if you leave the stage and you're in the, in the parking lot somewhere, some people will pull their mat, not in the parking lot where the patrons are, but backstage. Cause we have our own parking back there. Some people will not have their mask on, but they're by themselves. They're far away and they're outside. Is anybody giving you shit at the door or anything like that? Or pushed back on, uh, you know, any of those kind of requirements? Um, as far as... Like enough to make to cause a stink about it. No, no, not really. Because we have... So we have CSC event security. We have the mall security, which is like literally one step below law enforcement. I mean, they're fully tactical weapon, like the whole nine. Yeah. And their, their perimeter and their office is directly behind the stage as well. Um, so you have event security going everywhere. You have parking attendants... There's enough staff to make sure that people are okay. staying in line. So you're not, I mean, it's not a situation where you're having a lot of people cluster up and no. stuff like that? Nope. Well, the only cool. time they cluster that's up. That's what I would be afraid yeah, of. Yeah, the only time that they cluster up is in their own group, in their square their where square. they park. Um, when we come in every day, we have to get our temperatures checked. We have a, uh, a certain uh, questionnaire that we have to fill out to make sure that we didn't, you know, hey, did you travel outside the state of Ohio? Were you around somebody with COVID? Do you have any symptoms? Blah, 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 you know? Yeah. So we go through that whole process when we get there as well before we go up on stage. Even the acts, anybody with the acts, they all go through that same process. Okay. Um, what about, uh, what other... <laughs> logistical issues maybe do have you run into that you wouldn't find at a normal show i mean you know things that you wouldn't like i I imagine somebody's gonna have a dead battery in their car in the middle of the field someday or Mm -hmm. somebody's gonna get stuck in the mud or you know how does weather affect this Um, is it different than a normal concert you know we've been so fortunate to have perfect weather okay that's helpful every (laughs) show like every i mean other than the Two shows. One, the first R and B show that we did with Music Soul Child was like thirty nine degrees. Something it was cold, um, and then the one we did last weekend was kind of cold. Um, but other than that, we have not had bad weather. We almost had. Uh, we had to prepare for high winds at oh, one of them okay. when it rained last week. Uh-huh. We had to prepare for that, but by the time five o'clock rolled around, doors were at six. I mean, it's it's almost got to be like, in some ways, 
for some people it's 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 almost like your biggest fantasy right mm-hmm. because it's like i get to go to this thing and people have to stay the, away from me exactly and I, i'm not getting smashed up you know i went to a lot of rock shows when mm-hmm. i was getting younger and that was part of the experience you know smashed up banged around and stuff or you had to stay out in the outskirts right and now you can you have to pay to play maybe a mm-hmm. little bit but you can you can get a spot and then have your bubble and still have this live music experience mm-hmm. but have some control over your environment. If it's 39 degrees out, you can sit in your car and turn your heater on for a little bit, right. which you could never do at the festival. Like, right. imagine just parking your car in the middle of the festival <laughs> and turning the heater on, right? <laughs> like, so, I mean, in some ways, it's just kind of awesome. It, it really is, man. It, it's... At first, like, I didn't know what to think. I'm like, man, this is going to be weird. This is really Awkward weird. And... You know, but when you, from our point of view, looking out, you know, it's, there's a couple of things that, you know, that I, I can look and see, you pull up to the front lane, okay, you back in, and when I mean you back into the front lane, so you have the front lane that's literally, literally not even a foot away from the rail. Oh, wow. Like, literally. Okay. Okay, so, and then you have the next lane behind it, which is still front row. And then it racks off from behind that. That's when VIP okay. starts behind that. But if you're front row and you're spending $400, so, you know, everybody goes out, it's $100 per person in the car. You get out of your car and you, like, some ladies brought dining room tables, you know, <laughs> like fold out tables and, and had, had meat, meat and cheese trays. Oh, wow. And were just sitting there watching their favorite artist, you know, like. Oh, that's so it cool. Was re- it was really cool. Um, from From my point of view, it's like you look down and you can see each group vibing differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like these people they get right to enjoy here. enjoy it their own way. Yeah. Like these people right here, like you see them vibing out to a beat. And then you see this, this group over here and they're all on like the baseline or there's, you know what I mean? It's like every group vibes differently and That's you can cool. see it. Um, and being able to pull up that close and watch shine down you know the two main guys of shine down like you literally you get out of your car and this is them like we're that far apart you know you're looking up at these guys and it's like and to be able to do that without like having to worry about getting violently shoved around or packed up shoulder to shoulder you can't get out yeah groped or whatever yeah it it takes all of that out of the equation which is is kind of fascinating you go to an arena and you pay for that that front row ticket it's uh, for concerts now uh, is just five times that if not more you know yeah. so for to look at a ticket and say $400 that's expensive but that's divided by 4 and you're paying $100 to literally for like, your personal capsule to watch to watch <laughs> a private concert one of your yeah. favorite acts whichever act that may be you know that's a pretty good sell when you think about it that way yeah it yeah. is and we have we have a uh, a couple food trucks we have um, merch, and we have uh, beverage stations. What's alcohol policy? Um, it's BYOB. Okay. Um, as long as you don't bring glass in, you can bring you know you can bring your drinks in, whatever. Um, we only serve like sodas and things like that. We don't serve alcohol. Um, but in each section, there's a pop-up tent, not a tent, but a an easy up canopy. Um, and each section has its own, and everybody. I mean, even there's porta potties. Even when people go to the porta potties, 
they're, you know, we have security everywhere and everybody, they stay their distance for the most part mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and then you can go online, whatever food trucks we have, you can order your food and then when it's ready to be picked up, they'll shoot you a message and you, you can leave your car and go pick oh, your food goodness. up. It's, I mean, dude, it's, it keeps getting better. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's really, really cool, man. It's, it's, it's a different experience. That's for sure. Like, so I haven't experienced mine yet, but just hearing all of that explained that way really makes me want to, it makes me hope that this trend continues beyond whatever lockdowns and, and things. Occur. I think you know, that the it 2025 w- version of this is still happening. Right. I think that it will. Um, it's definitely created a whole new concept and a new experience. Any way that you look at it, even if, you know, I don't want to say if, I'm going to say when we go back to concerts because I don't right. want to put that if out there. <laughs> but when we go back, it's still going to be something because it is a cool experience. It really is. Um, and we're, you know, we're literally one of the guy Smith and Myers, the guys of Shinedown, when they were, uh, you know, they broke down the song and he started talking to the crowd and just started telling the story and stuff. He had mentioned like, you know, let's give it up for the company that's doing this because they're literally one of less than 10 doing this anywhere, mm. you know, and we're giving them opportunities to be on a stage and play and they're so thankful for it. Um, Limitation it, inspires creativity. Yes, absolutely. It does, man. And, you know, we thought that, you know, probably if we go back and watch this show in a year or two, we'll be like, yeah, drive-in shows. That's a normal thing. Right, yeah, right. of course. <laughs> but, I mean, think about how we, the first uh, silent disco that you mm-hmm. went into or you've heard about. It was at Electric like, Forest in 20, 2013, I think it was. I was like, what is this? But it was cool. It was different. Yeah, and I went to Movement, had uh, the sub pack. They mm-hmm. set up the, uh, a booth, and then they had a little silent disco thing. You could strap the sub pack on and walk around and experience it. And it was the same. It was like, oh, this is cool, but I'm in my own little world here. And thought, well, <laughs> I, Silent Disco's kind of blew up. I mean, at least here locally, we've had a successful one running for a zillion years now. Yeah. Um, not a zillion years. But, um, and it's just, it's normal. It's like, oh, you're going to the Silent Disco? And it's not like, what the fuck is that? Right. So, I, you know, I, I think that probably all it takes is to go to one mm-hmm. and be like, oh, Exactly. I see. It is because, I mean, everybody is kind of, is. So we're still getting the messages, is the act there? Because drive-in movie theaters are doing like Metallica concerts and things like that, but they're previewing them on the screen. Ah, yes. No, it's a full festival stage, full production. The act is actually on the stage playing. Have you done any shows at drive-in theaters, though? Or have they all been no. like custom bespoke no. setups? The, when this stage went up, it's stayed up and it's staying up until we're done oh okay so nate which owns uh white light in chicago um he's our production manager and he's also he owns the video and lighting and he sources the stage and the sound um but uh they brought it in in the beginning they built it and nate partnered you know kind of partnering with psg and we did everything. We built a stage just like we would at a festival. Yeah. And it just stays up there all month. And they live, uh, they have a, an RV on site that they live in. Not they, but one person stays there a night. And they also have an Airbnb. Okay. So there's always somebody on site, but the stage stays up, the lights stay up, the sound stays up, video wall stays up. Do you think maybe, like, <clears throat> have you learned anything through this that will carry over into normal shows, too? Like, because you, you've had to be so efficient, and um, or is it just kind of more of the same, just pivoting 
to the the probably just pivoting situation. Probably just pivoting back in. I mean, I, I know it's going to probably, you know, I, I know this will probably start next year as well. Again, it's I, I think it's always going to be a thing and probably remain a thing for a while, but. Um, a lot of the festivals, your Bonnaroo's, your EDC's have pushed to fall, mm-hmm. which are normally in the summer. So just like Scott told me at the beginning of COVID, fall of 2021, that's where they're all pushing right now yeah. is fall of 2021. So what's going to happen in the spring and summertime if there's nothing? You've already figured it out. You know, yeah. so, and a lot of people, there's a lot um, down at Legend Valley where they do Lost Lands. They've been doing a couple of drive-ins here and there. Um, they got one in Cincinnati coming up. I don't know who the company is but they're doing dmx somewhere in cincinnati (laughs) so they're popping up you know um and we're i'm just fortunate enough to be with uh prime social and you know zach and adam and them having the connections that they have in the industry as well as the real estate to be able to yeah do this the right way how do you like working with more live acts um, just per, on to be quite honest, I like it. I'm starting to like it more really than DJs. It's <laughs> and, and personality wise or not even wise. that it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of equipment wise because, um, you don't have all the bells and whistles. You don't have the fire. You don't have the smoke, the sounds that, you know, the sound is there, but when you're watching a DJ, you're watching a DJ, you know, play some music back and forth and they're tricking and they're doing their thing and it you know it's a good mix and it's a vibe but when you like you have to add all that yeah but when you watch you know a live act and that drum like they come in and then that drummer's just like it's like oh my god and then they start ripping on the guitar or somebody plays the sax or you know what i mean it's just and you're like i helped i like i plugged in that xlr cable yeah. i know that's a real instrument yes <laughs> yes um and i can't brag enough about scotty um, he's, he's such a great and knowledgeable, per, knowledgeable person in the audio world. Um, he, he's been on so like so many tours. He's in his early to mid thirties, but he's, he's super smart and I've learned so much from him. And even the, like when the bands come in, even Chase Rice, okay, huge country act, whatever he was playing, he was just doing an acoustic set, and Scotty was mixing. Scotty was front of house mixing because a lot of those guys. There's only been a couple acts that's brought their own audio engineer with them, okay. And so Scotty mixes them and also mixes their in-ear monitors or their monitors, and he got some bass out of Chase Rice's acoustic guitar, and Chase was playing a song, and then all of a sudden some bass hit, and Chase was just like, "What the hell?" and looked over Scotty like. Like, you know, and, and even in the in-ear monitors, the the guys are like, dude, like, you make me sound amazing. Thank you. The R&B nice. guys, like, the local acts, they can't believe how good they sound because, you know, he's such a good good audio engineer. He's smart, and I've learned a lot from him. Um, cabling, just a lot. So what's the hardest part about doing a show this way? Is it the Is it the limited capacity? Is it convincing people that this is a real show. <laughs> um, what do you not like about it or what's, what's tough about it? If anything, we've, I mean, we're really talking it up. It sounds awesome. It's, it's really the hardest thing is just getting people to understand the show itself. Mm. And that it's, it's really, it's a different vibe, but it's, it's cool. Yeah. You're not, of course you're not getting music that's blowing your head off. And I get it in the EDM world. That's, 
how most of that stuff exists is through the base, you yeah. know, through your base cabinets, through everything. But it's still a cool experience, and to to get people there to realize that it's a cool experience, even if it's, you know, general mission ticket, even if it's 150, that's still, you know, like 60 bucks or whatever, 40 bucks a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which you're paying 40 bucks to get into a venue, but you're also, you have the people that, well, we can also get in the crowd and be close and have loud music, you know, so for the $40, they don't. It's kind of like a similar concept to the idea of table service or bottle service mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, me and the homies or me and, and my wife and this group or whatever the group is buys a table and then we, we kind of have our own little spot here, mm-hmm. uh, except it's cheaper than that and it's probably an easier sell because you're like, you get to be where you're already comfortable. Right. <laughs> you know what I With mean? With your own people. And you yeah. don't have to be like... Uh, 25 and wasted and excited to enjoy the scenario right you can, right you can be where you're comfortable where you know uh, with the people that you like and all that and it's cheaper than bottle service yes you can byob byob mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's, absolutely that's awesome. it's um it's an experience it's um man I, I just it's one of those you have to you have to live it you know yeah. what i mean you have to be there and, and to understand it um, I was skeptical at first, you know, even, even the sure. owners were skeptical at first when, when the drive-ins first started, like, you know, we had when COVID hit and before they canceled our breakaway season, you know, we knew that, that Disco Donnie was doing a drive-in and we knew, you know, some people were doing them and trying them out, but you know, Zach and Adam, they just didn't want to do them. Yeah. And, and now you know, we're doing one here. We're actually doing in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Motor Speedway, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like not only do you have to figure out, like, he, here's all the logistics and here's how to make this show work, but also, like, from the investor side, like, is this is this just a flash-in-the-pan trend? Like, mm-hmm. and will it last long enough for us to go through all the trouble of figuring out how to make the show work? Because right. it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, I mean, you guys had to build a bespoke venue to do this, basically. And that's so. a cool thing that that we built a venue. Yeah. It's not a traveling festival mm-hmm. where we have to, you know, we four days, you know, a, th- a three-day build, a two-day show, and a two-day teardown. It's... The stage like there, the it's a venue. Yeah, we we get there, you know, we, we know our door time. We know what time we have to be at work. And it's not, doesn't have to be at the ass crack of dawn like normal because yeah. there's not 30 acts. You know, we can't make any sound until 4 p.m. So we do, depending on, you know, if the band we had um, fits in the tantrums Oh yeah. last yeah. weekend. And they were a full, they were one, two, three, four, five. I think there was five, five or six of them. Um, and it was a, an 11 a.m. load in. Um, they have a lot going on. They have a very, yeah. very professional team with them. Um, so we had to load in early, but, you know, we couldn't sound check. That day we sound checked at three, but they did their sound check. And then uh, we had another band that we had to load in, which was a local act. We loaded them in, got their sound check. And then doors are normally at six, but if it's a a packed show or we sold, you know, three, 400 tickets and we're expecting, you know, 550 something, 600, then they'll open the doors earlier to get people in. And 
normally the show doesn't start until 8. So you can you drive in, you park, you get settled. A couple hours and we just play some music over the house. Mm. The house system, like a playlist or something. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, show starts at 8, ends normally at 10. Except for, well, some Sundays we have to be done by 9.30. But it's just typical concert hours. Yeah. You yeah. know, a couple hours earlier, obviously, than 11, 12 o'clock end concert. But, I mean, it's... It's, yeah. it's so cool to f- to just watch the market fixing this problem or mm-hmm. filling in this gap. Yeah, you know? adapting, to, yeah adapting to our situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I do want to ask you real quick because I caught the logo on your hoodie. Have you uh, spoken to our Crystal Grid friends? Yeah, lately? how are they doing? Um, yeah, we. I'm. They've just been working on music. Um, they have a couple separate projects that they're doing individually. Oh, okay. um, it's because Crystal Grid is, I mean, obviously they're producers and they, you know, they make music and they put music out, but their show, you know, mm-hmm. their show is, is where it's at. Yeah. And they can't do shows right now. Yeah. So they both came up with a couple, couple new projects, which, uh, um, Cody, Jared hasn't really put his out there, so I don't really want to speak too much on Jared's, but Cody, um, He's doing a side project. It's lo-fi music. It's called Summit One. Okay. Um, all like everywhere: uh, Instagram, Facebook, S U M M I T One O N E. He just hit, and he started this right when COVID hit, and he's been so he's been getting in with all of the biggest lo-fi artists, and okay, and he just hit after. Uh, I don't even know, a few months, like over a million streams on Spotify. Holy smokes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because Different lo-fi code. is like real like ambient, uh-huh. background, almost chillish kind of music. It's not really music where you want to go to a festival and see somebody perform yeah. it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's people out there, but it's mostly music, like really, really chilled atmospheric style music and Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, he's doing uh, he's doing good stuff with that. Um and uh he's got another something else that he's working on as well that's um more business related. Okay. In the music world. So, they're I mean, they're they're getting by, they're doing their thing. They've been, you know, they've also been doing the Crystal Grid thing, working on music, they're getting back to it. They yeah. kind of they're starting to see a light at the end of the COVID tunnel, yeah. if you will. <laughs> So they're that had to be to a back. hard project to work oh, on through this time. I yeah. mean, it's it's so focused on their performance and yes. how they do it live that yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, and and hopefully twenty twenty one because they're saying everything's coming fall. You know, the festival season. If we get through what we're supposed to get through this year, I guess you know whatever it is that they know. Um, but if that happens in fall then we again we have all spring and summer so um i'm assu- i'm gonna assume and hope and put it out there that we're going to be doing these again in the spring i'm hoping yeah. that we are zach if you're listening <laughs> do it please um and maybe i can get them to come in for a show and be you know a support mm-hmm. for for one of the acts i got would um, be good for that. fatty that was on the show mm-hmm. fatty lumpkin um so this sunday we have the dirty heads Okay. And then we have uh there's a the quasi kings which are support for the act, direct support for okay. the act. So normally during the show, like I was saying, we have a playlist and people pull in and we have like two hours prior to the actual show starting. So for this show I told Zach, I said, Hey, you know, my buddy that was doing all of the 
DJing for the Chappelle shows over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we get him out here? And instead of us putting a playlist on, we have him, you know, either stage left or right, not on a riser DJing per se for the crowd, but him DJing on the side as, yeah. as the house DJ. So I got him coming oh, Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's really cool. Man, um, that's, that's that's probably where he wants to be too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Man, that's great. Well, Tony, thank you so much for coming in here and telling us, you know, what's going on with all that because, you know, just I I intentionally, well, I I still want to go to a show and really experience this for myself. Oh, October thirtieth. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I haven't um, asked you too much about these shows because I really wanted to to dive into it on this show. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, like I said, it's really fascinating to to be able to kind of get the inside perspective of how this really works and and how, like I said, the market is is adapting to mm-hmm. to fill these gaps and and. I hope that uh, you guys continue to have success with that. I hope it continues to be safe, and I hope that people continue to be respectful of um, the guidelines that you have to enforce, whether or not you like it. And uh, that's awesome. It's the rules we have to play by right now, you know. And it's when COVID hit, and I had that conversation with Scotty, where he said, you know, Live Nation wasn't putting anything on the books until fall of 2021. I, like, I, in, in my head instantly, I was just, panicked like oh my god you know because everything that i do mm-hmm. is based around events yeah. you know and i was freaking out and i just i didn't know what to do and you know the unemployment thing came through and it was great but it still didn't give me that self-worth mm. you know it was my bills were getting paid and i was fine but i still felt like a pos you know what tony i mean couldn't like, do tony I stuff. Could, yeah I, could, I wasn't doing anything and i just you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What ha- You know, and, and and it was scary, you know, and I just, you know, just kept praying and, and praying and praying and, and, and talking and, you know, being optimistic and thinking positive. And one day I got that call and, you know, it went from zero shows to not knowing if I was going to do shows for another year and a half to two years to doing 30 shows in a month, you know, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it's just, it's been amazing. And I just can't like, you know, I just, I can't thank prime social group enough. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's survived me a lot. That's great, man. Maybe yeah. we can uh, grab a couple of photos from your adventures. Maybe post that uh, Montel Jordan photo yeah. and pop it up here as part of the B-roll flashing by or something. Absolutely. And, or I, um, put it on Instagram. And I have uh, Nathaniel let me use his little electronic scooter, you know, the scooters that you rent. <laughs> yeah. So when I go out into the parking lot, if I want to go out and watch the show for a minute, mm-hmm. I'll take the scooter or I'll go to the production office because it's <laughs> 100 yards that way, 100 yards this way. So I get on the scooter and I go out and I, you know, I'll get in the lanes <laughs> and I'll, I'll watch. It's got a little bell. It's like, ding, it, ding. That's and I'll just, I'll, I'll watch, you know. Yeah. So the other day I went all the way out to the front where you come in and I walked the whole thing and I recorded it on video so we can speed it up to where you can see, I okay. walked the lane and you can see all the lanes and I like act like I pulled into a parking spot and where he was on the stage. So I have like little videos we Perfect. can speed up and, and I'll get some videos or some, some pictures from Pierce and stuff like that okay. that we can probably use so we'll, we'll drop some of that over the youtube version of this episode uh, if you can get that to me quickly yeah, um, yeah. i'll go ahead and drop some of that in if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast you can check that out by going to the youtube version you can watch that at passionate dj.com slash 210 as this is episode 210 um westlanddrivein.com 
We West have Westland. Westland. W e s t l a n d. Drivein.com. Um, it's got our schedule. It's got all the frequently asked questions. It's got the food trucks that we have for Perfect. the show. It's got all the info you need. Um, we're only doing it till October 31st. We have a few shows left this year, um, but hopefully, if we bring it back next year, um, you know, it'll be there. And awesome, yeah, man. Tony D, thanks so much, buddy. Absolutely, man. Yeah, for sure. And for all of you at home, thanks so much, and keep on spinning. See you. Even in 2020. (laughs) 